Hey everyone, welcome back to Kindest Regards. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're all having a wonderful week. I feel like if you're a Sydney cider like me, we have had a little taste of the weather to come. I have been just loving the chilly vibes. It hasn't been like 100% cold, but we've definitely, it's definitely been colder which I love because I'm just I'm I'm ready even though I'm a summer girly I'm 100% ready for a little bit cooler weather but I think something that always throws me off and I feel like like all Australians will get this is like it's so frustrating to be so like geographically alone in the sense that most of the people posting on like Instagram and Pinterest and TikTok and that are like fashion bloggers or, you know, posting their outfits and things, which I just love watching. I feel like it's always the season that I'm not in. And then I save it for later, but it's just like not the same. So I feel like I need to follow more Australian bloggers and style people because it is the most annoying thing watching people prepare fashion wise for a season that you are leaving. So loving the cool vibes. So for today's episode, I am going to jump around a little bit, but I think I'm going to touch on I like, I I know that you guys like it too, because I have had messages from people saying that they vibe these kinds of topics, but I, it's a little bit pop culture-y, but it's also just more culture in general in many ways. But I'm just going to talk about like why I've lost interest in like Kardashian culture and why it no longer resonates with me. And I guess why I think it's no longer resonating with like everyone to be honest like particularly my generation and generations below me I feel like we're just not vibing with it and connecting with it as much as we used to and I'm just going to talk about why I personally have completely lost interest and why I think so many other people are losing interest and then I'm going to talk about a popular topic which is just organizing your Pinterest and how to get the most out of Pinterest, which I think is so fun and just brings me so much joy. And then I'm going to wrap up with a little bit of light favoritism. So I'm just going to talk about some of, I guess it's everything, but beauty favorites and favorites in general that I have been loving so far in April. So stay tuned. Okay, jumping right into it. I want to preface this by saying I'm not like trying to come for the Kardashians or anything that they've done or any of their achievements in this segment, but it's more why I think as a pop culture phenomenon, they are sort of losing the influence and the power that they have held for so long is I think more the lens that I'm taking from this. I'm obviously, I'm not the first person to say this. I actually heard this line of sort of thought on Shameless recently. And it was mentioned that, yeah, that the power and the influence that the Kardashians once had, it does sort of feel like it's waning a little bit on everyone, which I have felt this way for a little while. I definitely watched the show for sure, particularly in its more recent seasons. I wouldn't say I've I've watched any of the early ones or anything like that. And I've definitely never been like a huge like Kardashian stan or like Jenna stan. I'm not. 
And when I say Kardashians, I do sort of more peripherally mean the Kardashian Jenners, but just for the sake of ease. I think that all the beauty of their show was watching them be quite unfiltered and real. And I think that's what made the show popular to begin with. I think that Keeping Up with the Kardashians was like obviously a cultural phenomenon and they did make such an impact and became household names through that show. But I think as the seasons went on and their fame and popularity grew, their desire for perfection also grew. So when they eventually and more recently moved from Keeping Up with the Kardashians and then became executive producers on The Kardashians, that is a completely different show. And like anyone who says otherwise is fooling themselves because there is such a difference between being the subject of a reality television show where you don't have that final power to say, I don't like that and it's not going out on national television. When you're an executive producer, you do have that power. So they are well within their rights to say, I'm not comfortable with that going on television. It gets cut. They move on. The They have had more control over their narrative than they ever have before. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that makes it pretty much the world's worst reality TV show from my perspective, because it just doesn't... the the reality of it doesn't ring true. So I did watch some of the Kardashians and it just, it didn't like it, it didn't breathe new life into them or anything for me. If anything, it just sort of made their narrative feel a little bit stale. Anyway, I know I'm not the only person to feel that way about the show, but more peripherally in terms of their cultural influence, I think that they have been a huge part of defining what is considered beautiful in our society for many, many years. I think that Kim and, uh, you know, Chloe made Curvy socially acceptable, whether we want to admit that or not. They made it sexy and beautiful and was a huge part of getting everyone out of that awful phase of, you know, you could never be too skinny. And I think that in many ways that's fantastic. But the amount of normalizing of having an insane amount of work done and acting like we just look this way is crazy. I remember when it started to look like Kendall had had work done and there was, you know, that feverish denying like the cat eye, you know, the the threading in your eyes when that started happening and all of a sudden everyone was getting that done. The, the I'm not saying people can't do whatever they want to do to their face, but the impact that they have had over defining what is considered beautiful and everyone following suit and going and actually getting procedures done to look this way is insane to me. But it's true. The impact that they have had on defining beauty, what it means to be beautiful, how we think society views beauty at this present moment, they have had a big impact on and say in. I think one thing that I find so sad is that the uniqueness of everyone's physical beauty does get lost in these trends. The need to feel like there's this one standard of beauty and if you don't live up to it, you're not beautiful. That just it's not only categorically untrue, but it's immensely harmful to people's mental health. And it's constantly making you feel like this beauty, you know, but what's considered beautiful is completely unattainable because to be completely transparent, these people don't look like that either. You know, if we all had heaps of money and wanted to go and pump our faces with God knows what, we'd all look like that. It's not, 
it's not that. It's more the fact that the uniqueness is being lost in this rhetoric and what they've pushed for so, so many years. I think the, the Ozempic craze has really just pissed me off so insanely. I can't even tell you. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, Ozempic is a drug used to treat diabetes and it became incredibly popular very recently, I think initially amongst the Kardashians, but then spread a little bit more across celebrities in general who take Ozempic um, and manage to get their doctors to give them prescriptions for a drug that they do not need, which is already in short supply in the US for people who really do need it, who suffer from diabetes. And it's an appetite suppressant and it is apparently incredible at helping people lose weight. Um, I think Kim Kardashian was one of the first people to be suspected to start taking Ozempic. She had pushed this rhetoric of curvy being beautiful for so long. Seems like she changed her mind, took Ozempic and dropped like a lot of weight. And that started the talk about, you know, the skinny craze being back. And I think the impact that this family has on beauty and how people feel they need to look is insane but it's kind of comforting to know that people are feeling like that is dying a little bit and we all get to define what's beautiful and we don't have to look like a specific person or have specific features that are pushed on social media all the time to be beautiful and I think that that's a really positive thing I think I've completely lost interest in the narrative that they push and what they consider to be beautiful and buying into that too much. I think I did for a while in terms of like everybody else, I, I, you know, was fascinated by them and you kind of, you do peripherally watch whether you engage in the content as much or not. I think it's kind of exciting that people are moving away from it and aren't giving this one family as much control over our subculture and the culture of beauty and obviously they've kind of got their paws all over it and they probably always will but I think it's really a step in the right direction that we are kind of moving away from the narrative that there is this one version of beautiful and we all have to prescribe to it. Guys, there is absolutely no shame in my game. I am more obsessed with Pinterest than ever and that is just a fact. I have said on this podcast a million times that my obsession with Pinterest knows no bounds. I, for some reason, and I think a lot of people feel this way, I just feel like Pinterest just solves all my problems. If I'm in a bad mood, go on Pinterest. I feel like I haven't got my life together. Go on Pinterest. I feel like I've, I'm lacking inspiration and I have no idea what my style is anymore. Go on Pinterest. You don't know what to wear? Go on Pinterest. There's almost nothing that Pinterest can't solve. <laughs> But I feel like obviously I'm being a little facetious, but in many ways, I'm 100% accurate in my life anyway. I actually thought that I would kind of live chat through my Pinterest boards, some of which are private. I'll explain why as I go through Um, and some of which are not. But I think having Pinterest boards to go to and having a perfectly aligned to you Pinterest feed is one of the most satisfying and inspiring things that we can do on our phones. And I really, really believe that. I think that Pinterest is a really safe 
space in many ways, whereas I think other forms of social media can be quite um, soul-sucking at times. And I feel like Pinterest is a really safe place for you to explore style and explore things that make you feel joy. (laughs) So I'm a huge, huge Pinterest fan. I thought I would talk through my boards. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me about like if I have Pinterest and I have mentioned before that I do and I have made it public. Um, So I'm just going to walk through some of my boards, explain why I have them, explain why I think they're useful and how I organize it. So starting from the top, I have Vision Board 2023. Now, I've made that public. It's not extremely extensive, but it is what is on my literal vision board in my room, mostly. I think there's a couple that aren't there, but I'm not sure why. I think it's just more some filler images that I found that sort of speak to the same things, but just expand on it. I am a huge vision boarder. I do them every year. I've talked about that, you know, ad infinitum on this podcast, but I believe heavily in vision boarding and I think that it can be a real game changer for people and motivation and keeping your eye on the prize, so to speak. So having a vision board each year and a Pinterest board to keep all of that in, I think can be really helpful. You can also like make little I know I make little wallpapers for my phone out of them and it's just really easy to have all my vision board stuff in one Pinterest board. I have another board called hosting ideas. I, I wouldn't say I'm in my hosting era. I wouldn't say I'm like out here hosting, but I think that's probably just because I have a wedding going on and a lot happening and I've just had like my bachelorette and the last thing I feel like doing is hosting a damn thing but I am very house proud and I love having people over and I do love hosting so I think once I get my energy levels back to square one and all of the wedding is behind me I will put a little bit more effort into hosting so I do like to put all my ideas together it's mainly just like tablescapes things that I think look cute different ways to style your table that I feel are just the vibes are on point I would say that I just I wouldn't have like one specific vibe it's more just you know as you go through if you see something that you think can be easily replicated I think that's something as well that's big with my Pinterest boards is I need to be able to look at it and feel like I can replicate it. And if I don't, I probably won't save it because then I'm just like, I'm never going to do that. That's not attainable. But I feel like the hosting one, I'm always careful. I'm like, all right, is that, would that be a budget friendly, attainable tablescape? (laughs) And then I save it. So I have vision board, 2023 hosting ideas. I then have spring, summer, which just has a few pins like outfit pins that I love for spring summer like in terms of fashion not super extensive but I'll explain why I then have Christmas I've I love Christmas I need a board for Christmas but I will add to that later in the year but that was my Christmas board from from last year I have an entire board dedicated to Rosie Huntington Whiteley guys And if you're a fashion girly who loves her, you won't judge me. If you aren't, you probably are. I love her. I love everything about her fashion. There is, she can do no wrong for me aesthetically. So I just feel like if I'm really struggling for inspo and I really have no idea what I want to wear and I just, I need, I need the inspo. The the Rosie HW 
Pinterest board, I mean, it never fails me. So whoever you love or whoever you think can do no wrong fashion wise is helpful. I have a work fit one. I would say that my fashion boards are probably the most disorganized because I do have a work fit board, but you would also find work fits in other places. I this, To be honest, I probably should have organized my Pinterest a little bit more before I did this segment, but it doesn't matter. You guys get where I'm coming from. It's realistic. So I do have work fits in there, a lot of very office appropriate corporate style vibes. I have a lot of Carmen Montero Munt, I think you pronounce her name that, Carmen Montero Munt, who's George Russell's girlfriend, um, the F1 driver. She does amazing OOTDs and I would say that a lot of my work fit inspo comes from her. I have a nails board. That's pretty self-explanatory. I am the most boring nail biatch in the world. I You will never really catch me with rogue nails. I'm a French girly, beige, different shades of nude I might do a colorful tip I might have the tiniest bit of nail art but I'm not gonna lie and say that I'm rogue with it because I'm not but just different ones that I can show my nail tech Um, I have a hair board I also won't lie and say that I get my hair done all the time I don't and every time I go I get the exact same thing but if you look at that hair board you'll be like that's yeah that's pretty much what her hair looks like it's the same photo 25,000 times I have a winter fashion board uh, that probably needs updating because I haven't updated it in a year and we are entering into the winter season. So I will be adding more to that. I have a recipes and meals one, but it is private and I'm starting to think that maybe it shouldn't be because I have quite a lot in there, mostly healthy, some drinks recipes, like different cocktails, um, a lot of like different falafel bowls healthy lunches i might make this one public i don't see why it can't be public um and different recipes that i love using i have a bits and pieces board which i haven't updated in a long time i think this was more for just like photos that i found really aesthetic and just like gave me all the feels but i haven't edited that in a while so i feel like maybe I feel like that board is still cute though. I still love all the pics in that. I just need to update it. I have a study and organization one, which is also private. And I think it's just because I haven't updated it in a long time. So I might actually do that because it has a lot of study tips in it. And I feel like you guys would benefit from that. So let me, let me just check that one out and make sure that everything's useful. And I might add a little bit more. I have fashion, etc. That's clearly a very broad board. It's got like 200 and something pins I've had that for five years, it says. That's insane. And I update that all the time. That is like the most broad board in the world, which is why like what I said earlier, where like work fits, it's like, yeah, there's 30 pins in that one, but it also pops up in fashion, etc. So that is also just a catch-all one. I have home and decor that has 400 plus pins. That's self-explanatory. Things that I love that are either for my home now or for a future home that we will have one day. I have a maternity and bubs one, which is private. Um, I might make that one public in the future, but it's just things that I love for babies and different nursery ideas and tips for parents that I've thought looked useful and maternity outfits and all of that. My wedding board is private. I think I'll make that public post-wedding for obvious reasons. And I also have a reading board, which is archived. And I think it's just because I stopped adding to it. But I'm also going to make that public because it has a lot of really good recommendations for mainly self-help books, but a lot of different bits and pieces. So 
that is how I've organized my Pinterest. I don't think there's one way to do it, but I would say organizing your boards and getting inspired on Pinterest is one of the most fun things to do ever. And if you have any spare time and you're feeling a little bit demotivated, there is nothing that fills my cup more than scrolling through Pinterest and getting all my inspo back. So I highly, highly recommend it. Okay, I'm sort of going to do a little bit of a rapid fire end to this podcast, which is just going to be my April favorites. I have a couple looking at them. They're very much like beauty and fashion centered. I'm going to try and do this like once a month and hopefully broaden them a little bit. But I think this month they just happen to be beauty and fashion related. And I guess they're probably areas that you do top up the most potentially if you're anything like me so I start with uh it's actually a fragrance recommendation I full transparency got gifted a few perfumes from who is Elijah um I actually worked with them a really long time ago I absolutely love their perfumes they have the most beautiful unique scents I can't even tell you like I absolutely adore them I got sent nomad muse and haze i believe and i absolutely loved all of them they're not their only scents but they're very i don't know like i feel like they're crowd pleasers i feel like their scents are not polarizing so if you're someone who likes a a strong scent that lasts a long time like it's not going to be a scent that in an hour is kind of off you It, it really does linger and stick around but it's not it's very they're crowd pleasers for lack of a better way of putting it. I tried, I wore Muse out so quickly. I am on Nomad and I have Haze still. I actually went online today because the Iconic was having a sale and they had Who Is Elijah 20% off and I bought the full 100 mil of Muse because I went through that so quickly, but I want that for my wedding day. I think that's going to be my wedding perfume in the lead up to on the day and in the days following. Um, scents are a big deal, guys. Your Our Factory system is your strongest of all your senses and it is memory provoking. So picking a wedding day scent is not as stupid as it sounds. You will smell that and you will think about your wedding day. So particularly because that is a new scent in my life and I haven't been wearing that for years. I do feel like I can make that associate with this time in my life. So I got a full bottle and I'm going to be spraying that like a crazy person. Um, I'm going to spray it on my pillow for God's sakes. So who is Elijah? Couldn't recommend enough. They also do samples on their website. If you haven't smelt them before, you can get small versions so that you don't have to fork out for the big ones if you're not sure which one you're going to like. I have actually spoken about Rose Ink on the pod before which is rosie huntington whiteley's beauty brand i invested in a couple of their products recently but what i wanted to talk about was my most recent which is i went on mecca and bought things i didn't need and i bought a top up of their blush one thing that i absolutely love about rose ink is with their highlighters their bronzers and their blushes you can reuse the packaging and take out the pot in the middle and put a new one in it's all magnetic so stuff doesn't constantly go into landfill which i love so i got a new blush uh that i can put into my little pot big big fan of their blushes i'm trying a new shade i used you know what i'm not even going to pretend like i remember what the shades were 
no matter. They have a lot of them and everyone's different. So I don't think there's a right shade, but I just feel like the pigment is amazing. It's really buildable. And I love that you can replace them and use your same packaging. So highly recommend that. It's also super affordable. I think the refills are like 20 bucks or 30 bucks. Like it's pretty good. Um, I also got one of her lip crayons and I like it. I think it's a really good consistency and it's a really good texture. It's just doesn't last the whole day. Like you do have to top it up, but that also could be me. Like some people are really lucky and have products last on their lips all day. I don't know why, but my lips just don't hold product that well. I feel like I'm always having to top it up no matter what. So I don't think it's a, it's a lipstick specific problem. So highly recommend Rose Ink if you haven't tried it. I'm also ride or die with their concealer. So highly recommend. Then this is a random one, but I wear a lot of t-shirts and I like to tuck them into like suit pants and wear them with sneakers and heels and under blazers and like everybody else. I needed a new t-shirt bra, meaning that I had a Victoria's Secret one for years and years and years. It wasn't that comfortable, but it did the job. And all of a sudden the wires started poking out. You could see in like skin tight t-shirts, the bra, it was just like, it wasn't cute. So I was like, okay, like it was one of those purchases that you put off for ages. It's like, I need a new t-shirt bra. I literally went onto the Iconic and got one that looked comfortable, just cotton on body, t-shirt bra, nude. I thought safe, whatever. I got it. And guys, it's got to be the comfiest bra I've ever put on myself. And it is the perfect t-shirt bra because you can't see it. And it literally molds to your body like butter. And I highly, highly recommend it. If you're looking for a new comfortable t-shirt bra, there is no need to spend a fortune on it. It's literally a bra that you're going to wear to death and over and over and over again until you physically have to buy a new one because you have to throw the other one out. Cotton on, I don't, let me tell you, cotton on body, way forward. Undies, bras, they they just don't miss. I love them. The last one that I'm going to end on is vintage shopping. I went vintage shopping with Thomas on King Street in Newtown on the weekend. I did a haul on my TikTok of all the things that I got. If you are interested, I found just an absolute love for that process. I feel like I'm not going to be going back to Westfield to do my shopping anytime soon. I loved the process of vintage shopping. Obviously, going online and getting something you need, like a t-shirt bra when you need one is a non-negotiable. You're not going to go vintage shopping for that. But if you have less specific needs and you just need, you know, maybe a few new jumpers or you want to find a few unique pieces, that is so the way forward, guys. If you're Sydney-based, go to King Street, go to Newtown. It absolutely hits the mark. There are so many great spots and you can get some really, really beautiful, unique pieces that no one else has. That is all for this week, guys. I unfortunately am also going to be going on a little bit of a brief wedding hiatus after this week. I am going to be having potentially up to a month off from podcasting just because these next two weeks are absolutely bananas hectic with appointments and things coming up for the wedding. And then obviously we have the week of the wedding and I will be back the week after to do a full wedding recap and chat with you guys about all things wedding I'm sure I will miss chatting to you guys every week but as always my dms will be open on my instagram Catherine Ray Robinson but also the kindest regards pod instagram if you have any questions thoughts feelings I love chatting with you guys and I will speak to you guys soon bye <laughs>